Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Real Sex Radio, the podcast where we get down and dirty to give you the dirt about real human sex. I am your host, Hannah Deindorfer, a fairy godmother, sexuality, and somatics coach who is here to support you in having wildly intimate, connective, real sex. Sex is messy, fun, playful, awkward, and most of all, human. On Real Sex Radio, you'll hear stories from real people about their cringiest or most exciting sex experiences and tips for me on how you can improve your sex life. I am here to keep it real. Welcome to the show. Today, I have Mr. Cole here to share about his journey with sex and share some incredible, interesting stories from his life. Honestly, this is going to be one of the, the most uh, jaw-dropping <laughs> exercises, episodes yet. Um, welcome, Cole. Hey, Hannah. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm excited, too. Do you, uh, do you want me to tell everybody how awesome you are? Um... Uh, yeah, I guess you could share, like, maybe your favorite thing about me, if you could narrow it down to just one thing. Well, I, what I was going to say, actually, is, Cole, you rock. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's my favorite compliment of all time. <laughs> you know, I use it all the time. <laughs> the other day, you were like, I'm feeling so sad right now. Cole, will you give me a compliment? I was just like, you rock, and left. Yep, that was, it wasn't, it didn't hit, honestly. Nailed, nailed it. <laughs> I knew that made you feel good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I, I'm super grateful that you decided to come on the show and share some of your experiences. Um, before we get started, I would love if you could share your age and gender and sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I am 30, recently turned 30. My body feels very old, sounds very old too. Um, I am a male and I am straight. Great. Thank you so much. Um, so let's just get started. Uh, one thing that I actually, before we really get into it, I just want to share with everyone that like one thing that I really love about Cole is that when I first met him, I thought he was like kind of vanilla and like maybe he hadn't had that much sex because he seemed so innocent. And as you will find out in this show, that is totally not the case. And I love people that surprise me. And um, yeah, it was just like very shocking and very exciting to hear all of your experiences. So I'm excited to talk. I don't know why, but I get that so much. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but come across as innocent but I'm a little slut oh yeah okay great let's start there tell me about tell me about your slut experiences and what that's like for you um well I uh I've slept with a lot of people um relative to I don't know it feels like a lot to me and Mm -hmm. I've hooked up with a lot of people for sure um in the past I think um I hooked up I just was more into hookup culture mm-hmm. and feel like uh, feel like maybe I'm I kind of have some wounds from that and just like how connective my sex is now sometimes is like kind of asso- uh, associated with that like it's a little disconnective and I think it's from having so much 
disconnect of sex for so long. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd, I'd love to share like just some of my thoughts about hookup culture. Please go for it. This is your time to shine. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I used to be into the whole Tinder thing and even after being out of it, I would always come back to it out of this like addiction and just like, yeah, I was just so hooked on like, um, just hooking up with people or flirting with people or like capturing people as like, you know, maybe it was a little ego boosting of like, oh, there's this hot person who's interested in me, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, I had a lot of experiences where I would have sex with people and it would be like, you know, go on two to three dates with some random person who I don't know, act really interested in them. And I, I didn't feel like I was acting. I, I really felt interested and enamored in them. But I think that was like infatuation or, or like just attraction, you mm-hmm. know? Like and driven from a sexual urge. Yeah, it was like sexually it was just sexual desire Mm -hmm. that made me think I was actually like liking someone Mm -hmm. and then once I had that sexual desire met I just didn't want anything to do with the person Mm -hmm. and it would be I would ghost people a Mm -hmm. lot yeah and yeah I feel like I feel like sometimes I struggle with like having focusing more on the connection of sex and less on the experience of it Mm -hmm. um you and david talked about it in a previous episode where y'all were talking about um connection versus consumption Mm -hmm. like to consume as in like to get what you want out of it to get an orgasm to like Mm -hmm. have this experience that fuels your whole body and meets these desires and um I feel like I've been in that space so much that it's hard for me to sometimes get into the connective space with sex yeah thank you for sharing that I think yeah I think it's a great awareness to have to see the impact that that has had on you and um do you think that you realized when you were doing it do you think you were realizing the impact was it having an impact on you like were you did you feel emotions or empty or anything like that about it or was it only until much later that you realized that it was impacting you um it was much later yeah uh I would just keep doing it and yeah I'd I'd date someone go on a few dates hook up with them ghost them wait a week get horny text them again see Mm -hmm. what's up yeah and then just over and over again I didn't see that I didn't see any impact in Mm -hmm. that. And I think that for me too, sometimes it can be easy for me to be very much in the experiences of things, Mm -hmm. like to be present in like sensations and experiences and be a little bit removed from like intentions Mm -hmm. and meanings and connecting the dots of like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. This is what this means. And there were so many times where like, after having sex, like, you know, I may, I would like learn this lesson where I'd be like disgusted in someone, you mm-hmm. know? And like, uh, like I can remember like showering after having, hooking up with people and just being like, oh, this is 
the smell of them is so gross. Like all of this is so disgusting. And then like, I'd want to hook up with them a week later. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was like a, an ongoing cycle, but I think to your point, like I didn't see the meaning, yeah. the meaning in it mm-hmm. while yeah. it was happening. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. It's like, yeah, I don't know that a lot of people who are still involved with hookup culture really understand the impact that it has. And this is women too. Like it's, it's across genders that people are participating in this empty, non-connective sex that is meeting a need, which is to orgasm or to try to meet a need of feeling connected. But really the way that it's happening and the way they're going about it is is kind of betraying what the underlying need really is which is to have connection which is to be intimate with someone to seek out intimacy and to seek out connection but then to do it in this way that um, doesn't really foster true intimacy or connection it's taking people further and further away from that end goal being really met it's like a temporary band-aid on that um, desire, satiating that hunger, but not the the long-term craving that exists. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think it. You know, I hope that people can realize when that's happening, because yeah, connective sex can mean so much more mm-hmm. and be so much healthier. Yeah. And, yeah, it seems like that bleeds over into other parts of your life too. For sure. Yeah. Where do you see that bleeding over? Like if you could imagine that time in your life when you were doing a lot of ghosting, like how else was that showing up in your life? I think, um, I think just around like intentions, like why are you doing anything, Mm -hmm. you know, and how are you showing up for a thing? It's like, I could have had just as much sex, but if I was showing up with a different intention around connection, um, it could have meant so much more, mm-hmm. but you know, other things too, where I feel like sometimes life, you know, there's a, there's a flow of life and it changes and it takes you in different directions and it can be cool to just let go and like, let it take you, but also without intention, you know, you, it can just take you to places you may not want to go. Yeah. And so I can see that, um, you know, I spent a lot of time alone and feeling lonely for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's probably connected to it. Mm-hmm. Um, just like in general of like seeking, like just my desire to seek connection versus acting out of like sexual desires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Um, something that we talked about before, we had a little conversation before this started, before we started recording and we were talking about how that cycle of hookup, not care about someone was in some way conditioning you to continue acting in that way um, and how that's impacted you now and now you've grown through that. But I wanted to relate that also to other conditioning that you've had um, and steer the conversation in the direction of other sexual conditioning that you've had, maybe through porn or, um, yeah, other experiences, uh, religion or family or culture. And if you want to share maybe on that. Yeah. So, and I, I definitely agree like to what we were saying, like, I feel this 
lingering effect from those experiences that I think is from like conditioning, like you said, of like experiencing this thing over and over and over and over and over again. And then your body, it's like ingrained in you, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. Um, and And then you end up like conditioned or programmed. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I, I have experienced that in another regard sexually where, um, so I, I've watched porn. Before. Oh no, <laughs> not porn. I have, I have done the porn. Oh my God. Shame. <laughs> yes. Much shame upon me. I'm just kidding. Porn's great. Yeah. It's awesome. I still do it. Um, you know, what's great is when you do porn with your friends. Yeah. It's like when you know the person and it's for you. Yeah. That's the best. Mm. But <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I've, um, whenever I've watched porn in my probably, uh, how many years, probably like 15 year long career of watching spectating porn. <laughs> um, I've never watched porn with a guy in the video. Yeah. Uh, probably out of like homophobia, you know, I started watching porn when I was in middle school and didn't know anything about it anyway. I won't get into that, but, um, so when I watch porn, it's, it's always girls, either alone, two girls, three girls, 12 girls, who knows how many girls, um, and oftentimes with a strap on mm-hmm. and I, um, I realized one day that I had become conditioned to have a girl with a strap on as a fantasy because I'd spent hundreds of, I don't know, maybe a thousand hours watching sexual videos with a girl wearing a strap on. Mm -hmm. And so I was dating this girl and she was bisexual um, and she had been with a lot of girls and she had hooked up a couple times and it was great and she had texted me that she couldn't have imagined being with a guy and like having her sexual desires met fully because she loved wearing a strap on and being in that dominant position. Mm -hmm. And I got that text and I, I could see like my whole world was just like my sexual fantasies were just like a doorway had just appeared in front of me. And I was like, well, actually, I'm down for you to wear a strap on and fuck me with it. <laughs> and she was very into that. She had used a strap on a ton, and but never with a guy. Always wanted to. I think she was fishing for that response, but <laughs> she caught me. <laughs> um, she caught a big fish. Very, very big fish with her very big fish that she strapped on. Uh, and so, yeah, I remember we would text about it. And all, so, okay, so I'm on this commuter train in Seattle when I get this text. I'm like, of course, I get this text, respond. I've now started to open, I see this door of my sexual fantasies and my stop is next. And I've got a 
huge erection. I'm just like <laughs> as turned on as I've ever been in my life up to that point. I'm like, oh my God. I think I stayed on the train for an extra stop. I just kept going. I was like, I can't stand up. So yeah. And then when we did, um, when we did have sex and she wore a strap on, it was just so sexy to me. And, you know, we're bringing this up because of like conditioning. Like I was mm-hmm. conditioned from all the porn that I had watched to where when I saw a woman in a dominant position with a strap on, I was just like, this is, I don't even know if I'm actually into this. I've just watched this so much, <laughs> but it sure felt like I was into it. Yeah. Uh, and sure felt like she was into me mm-hmm. with her strap on. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, so it was it was great, but that's just another um, another conditioning thing. But honestly, one thing I'd, I'd share about that experience that I'm really glad I was open to having because, you know, you could think of maybe uh, some shame around that. And even, I mean, I don't, I haven't shared that with a ton of people. Whenever it's like a close friend of mine, I'm like down to share that. There were some people who I was dating after her who I'd bring that up to and they'd be like you know it'd be like ooh actually you're not into this backpedal backpedal you know yeah. but um I'm fine with sharing it with friends it's not something I feel shame around and um I'm glad I I don't know why but I'm glad I felt that because to one thing that I experienced from that that was more holistic was like to see a woman in a dominant position and to like give her that power Mm -hmm. and to be on the receiving side it just like made things make more sense to me it made me more aware of what it's like to receive Mm -hmm. and to be penetrated yeah yeah absolutely and like um it also just inspired me to like make women like present that space Mm -hmm. give like make available that space for a partner of mine who's a woman to be in in a position of power yeah. and um i've done that with um my current partner mm-hmm. and she it's amazing because she's like incredible at it but i don't think she's ever done it mm-hmm. and i think that i kind of have this feeling that like a lot of girls or women would be amazing at doming mm-hmm because they're so sensitive because they've experienced they know what the experience is like and so when i've opened that up for my current partner it's just been like it's like this incredible thing to witness like Mm -hmm. giving power to a woman and her taking it and being a boss ass bitch yes dude i love that and i mean i think like i encourage everyone who's interested in power play to experience both sides because to be able to wield that power with sensitivity like you said with care with gentleness um and confidence um to be able to do that requires you to understand what it's like on the other side to to be in the position of receiving to be in the position of not giving that power up necessarily, but surrendering to what someone else wants to do with you um, and what their desires are with you. Um, 
I think for men to be in that position is really, it's a powerful gift for themselves to surrender in that way. And also a gift to give that to your partner. If it's a, if it's a hetero situation, like giving that position to your partner and getting them, giving them the opportunity to fully step into that power is, yeah, it's a beautiful exchange. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful exchange on both sides. So thank you. Thanks for doing that with your partners and empowering women in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure you get a lot out of it too. Oh, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of times girls, women haven't experienced that dynamic. Yeah. And so sometimes, um, sometimes it hits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, I want to wrap up because we're getting close to 20 minutes, but I think like the one thing that I want to mention that's overarching that's also a possibility for anyone listening is like you can hear, I can hear in your story about how you have conditioned yourself to like certain things or to want certain things sexually. And I think that is actually a really empowering stance to take because if you understand that you can get yourself to like something through repetition, if you're open to it and you're wanting it, um, you can really condition yourself to like anything. Like you can choose to open yourself to a new possibility sexually and then through repetition and through the experience of doing it in a way that is appealing to you and turning yourself on, like you can have really a likability towards any type of sexual experience that you want to have. I think that's pretty dope. Yeah, and I I'm experiencing that too and like getting back to like more connective sex is like I think that the scale is still tipped of sexual experiences that I've had that are not connective, but the more that I have that are connective that have involved communication and mm-hmm. like true partnership within them. Yeah. The more that I can find fulfillment out of sexual experiences. Yeah. You're reconditioning yourself to enjoy connective sex Mm -hmm. and to enjoy what that kind of communication and intimacy with a partner is like. Um, Is that, does it feel better to you? Does it feel more fulfilling? Like what is the comparison for you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it almost feels like, it feels like this longing that I, you know, I have these, I've had these sexual experiences and it never really feels fulfilling Mm -hmm. and as I have it now with uh, you know like my current partner it just feels like a lot more um like within the intention and everything like it it feels like this long lost experience within it that is possible Mm -hmm. that is being met you know and it's so much deeper and Mm -hmm. so much more fulfilling and connective and yeah, I, I definitely feel it feels way better. Yeah. Like it, it's like it makes me, it makes me just not interested in hooking up with people. Yeah, to some extent, because I'm just like, that's not that's not fulfilling to me. And yeah. hooking up can be great too. Like I'm not saying that's bad, mm-hmm. but just for me, like the connective sex feels so much better. Yeah, I would, I would venture to guess that that's true for most people. Like, I, I tend to believe that what we want at our core is pretty much the same for every person. It's belonging, connection, intimacy, safety, trust, and love. And you can have all of those in sex. 
with the right person, with the right communication and the right knowledge of yourself. So, yeah, success story. <laughs> Big one. Yeah, cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything else, like if you could leave anyone with a little tidbit or any last thing that you want to say to anyone about sex in general, what would it be? Uh, it would be to just stick a finger up your butt. That's a good starting point, and then just see where it goes. Oh my god! Okay, that's amazing. I love you so much. Love you too. You hear that, everybody? Just go stick a finger up your butt and have an amazing day. Um, Yeah, if you love this, if you loved Cole's story, like please screenshot. You know, tag me on Instagram. Share the parts that you loved. Um, The more that this gets out, the more people's stories get shared and um the more people feel like they are belonging in sex is okay um yeah i hope your dms blow up oh my gosh i'm gonna get so many eggplant emojis (laughs) i got one more thing to say okay you rock oh my god i love you i love you you rock too the end love you